and welcome to Ad Creeps, a podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I am Courtney. I'm done now. And I'm Al. Yeah. And we're Courtney Al. Courtney and Al. Wow. I almost combined us into one person. Courtney Al. The hottest person to ever live. We would be unstoppable. Oh my God. Holy moly. With your jaw and my sad facial hair. I, okay, I have to say on, on air, I'm really jealous of your sideburns. Thank you. I really need those. They're fluffy. I am going to just shave a whole patch. <laughs> You're going to steal you, them. Use some spirit gum. This is trans on trans crime. <laughs> Oh, that's not what T for T means? No. <laughs> Steal your thunder? Take it myself? Become even more handsome? Uh. Yeah, between the two of us, we cannot be stopped. No. And I've got an ad that actually cannot be stopped. Oh. It was actually, I do have to shout uh, her out, uh, Sarah, who is a great listener, um, recommended this ad. Ooh. And it stopped me in my tracks. Sarah always gives us the, you know. Mwah, 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 mwah. They're real heavy hitters. Ooh, yeah. So thank you, Sarah. This one is for you. Wink. (laughs) You ready? Yes. Erna Phillips was born into a large German-Jewish family in Chicago, Illinois, on July 1st, 1901. That's a a, a important day, right? What is it? July 1st is... I don't remember. No. It's not important. I don't think it's important at all. I don't think it's important. (laughs) You were picking up what I was putting down. (laughs) For most of her life, she and her siblings were raised by her single mother after Philip's father died when she was eight. She was interviewed later in life, and she said that even in a busy, full household, she felt alone and commonly played by herself, making up long and involved stories for her dolls. Mood. You know. Make them kiss. Make, make them kiss. Make them kiss. Make them have sex. Barbies are naked, you There's know. There's one thing Barbies are good at, it's scissoring. <laughs> So those long, long Real legs. champions. Wow. Phillips studied drama at the University of Illinois, when she, where she received an MA, before moving on to the University of Wisconsin, where she received a master's degree in journalism. Oh. So she's into drama. She's into writing. An M. Joe. Oh. Is that what they call it? No. Oh, they should have. <laughs> Phillips' main career goal was to become an actress, but her acting teachers told her she was, quote, too plain to have any real success. Wow. Oopsie-daisy. Yikes. You ever have a real bad teacher who tells you really bad things like that? Remember when plain was such a, like, intense insult, <laughs> like, before we were alive? I wish I was plain. <laughs> I would love to be plain. Did you ever have a teacher who told you, like, oh, don't hold your breath, basically? I uh, Yeah, I had it one time when I was in, like, sixth grade or something. Yeah. We were auditioning for, so, to sing some song. Yeah. In a, in a, um... You know, when they put all the kids in one room? In a choir. No, um, like, and then they say, like, things to them. And they say things to them. An assembly. Oh, assembly. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. and uh, I wow, tried okay. out for I tried out for a soprano part, and I yeah. couldn't, couldn't hit the notes. Oh, no. And uh, my teacher was like, well, then why did you audition for a soprano part? <gasps> How old and I was were like, you? I'm going to die. How old were you? A sixth grade. Are you kidding me? No. Wow. I, and, you know, me with my severe anxiety disorder. That was it. I felt I that was, was the done. end of my life. That was it. Uh, a AP biology teacher told me I had no future in science. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. I wanted to be a marine biologist in grade 
And what? they were just like, 10, no. 11? They're like, no, thank you. No, no, you're not going to cut <laughs> you it. You simply can't. So now I'm a teacher, so. <laughs> Joke's on me, I guess. <laughs> she turned to teaching instead. Yeah, mm. there you go. And from 1925 to 1930, she taught drama and theater history to school children. Oh. Boy, that would be a tough one. Yikes. Yeah. There's a reason I don't teach theater. To kids? You kidding me? <laughs> On the side, she still tried to pursue a life as an actor. She was able to land several roles on radio productions at WGN in Chicago. By the way, red string moment, WGN is the same production company as the one that had the Max Headroom incident. Oh, wow. Red string. Oh, I'm afraid. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get the Supernatural boys in here and they can check oh out all this gosh, shit. Oh my gosh, they gotta. <laughs> They'd be gay and useless. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Much like us. Yeah. At the time, radio executives were looking to increase ad revenue into their stations. They knew that the majority of their daytime radio listeners were stay-at-home wives, so they began to court companies that produced household products that women used on a daily basis at home. Procter & Gamble was the first major advertiser to get hooked on the idea. These motherfuckers. (laughs) (laughs) Our arch enemy. And soon they were on board to sponsor one of these daytime radio dramas using their Oxidol soap powder, Ooh. a popular laundry detergent. <laughs> do people use laundry detergent anymore? Yeah. Is it cool? What do we not use? Oh, fabric softener? Tide pods. Tide pods. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what millennials are killing. Definitely, Nap- I think fabric softener for sure. It's Napkins. It's like a whole extra step that we don't need. Yeah. I still use dryer sheets. Gosh. <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> Sorry. It's all your fault. I like the freshness. <laughs> WGN had the sponsor, but needed someone with enough knowledge to write radio's first ever daytime serial drama. They asked Erna Phillips, who jumped at the chance. The radio show called Painted Dreams premiered on October 20th, 1930, and featured the relationship of an Irish-American widow, uh, Mother Moynihan, and her unmarried daughter. That's 23 days and 57 years before I was born. Wow. You're really good at math. (laughs) Wow. I'm not, actually. Well, that was really impressive. Thank you. The show was 15 minutes long and was punctuated with Oxidol soap powder ads. This was the very first daytime soap opera. <gasps> soap opera. That's why they were calling it. Because so- so- they were selling yeah. soap during the <laughs> opera. Yeah. Damn. Procter and Gamble. It's all coming together. You got it. It's like it's an ad creep or something. <laughs> Phillips had a tough time fighting for the advocacy and autonomy of her characters, right? Am Mm, I right? Yeah. The sponsors and radio executives claimed that the shows were often too unrealistic, vulgar, or distasteful. I've gotten those notes before. (laughs) Been there. Too gay. Listen, networks. Uh, Especially some of them. Uh, This was because the characters pictured were like the weren't like the 1930s stereotypes of a woman in media. Ah. Philip's characters were depicted as strong women with opinions, education, and a wholly rounded personality. Not just a. Not just a. A a cardboard stand that you put in the corner. I put baby in the wash. (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) With this soap. Wink. Even with the eyebrow raising, Phillips believed that radio soap dramas would be, quote, a utility to its sponsors and that they must, quote, actually sell merchandise. Otherwise, the object of radio advertising has failed. In Painting Painted Dreams, Phillips wrote an engagement and wedding storyline 
in order to provide so many opportunities for product tie-ins. So they're going to wash a lot of stuff. Yeah, they got, you get married, you're washing everything. This dress? What if I spill something on it's it? It's got to be white, <laughs> lest they think I'm not a virgin. Oh, but maybe she wasn't. <gasps> Vulgar. Soap opera. <laughs> In 1937, Phillips created Guiding Light, a series that was broadcast on NBC Radio. I've heard of that. Yes, you have. Oh. The series, so this was 1937. Mm-hmm. The series was so popular that after NBC canceled it in 1939, a large listening audience became so upset that it was brought back four months later after its initial cancellation. People still do it. People still get upset when yeah. they, and then they go uh, other places. Yeah, right. Guiding Light moved to television in June 1952 Ooh. and ran until September 2009. My God. So this is Erna. the longest running soap opera of all time. Good work, Erna. Yeah, 37 to 2000. Getting those residuals wow. till you D.I.E. Right. <laughs> By 1940, Phillips was dictating her stories to her secretaries for six to eight hours a day. Good God. Producing an estimated two million words a year. No wonder soap operas are so freaking wild. Well, it's funny because she didn't actually write a script. She just acted it out. And her secretary... I am obsessed with that. I don't know if she brought her dolls in or... She literally just acted it out and this, she had a bunch of secretaries... She's just standing up in front of them like, Richard. Yeah. You're not the father. What? And then we go, tippy type, 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 type. It's your evil brother, Fernando. Yeah. <laughs> and she had... She, speaking of red strings, she had a whole board. So she, she was writing... I think up to five to six to seven, eight shows at a time. That's so cool. So she was just red stringing it. I'm in love with her. And she's the best, right? This is also when she had five programs on the air at a time and was earning more than $250,000 annually. That is $4.8 million today. Erna, get that bread. Girl. (laughs) Girl. Get that freaking bread. Fuck, right? It's just the best. The biggest impact on the soap opera world... By the way, my auto-correct corrected everything uh, instead of saying soap opera to soup opera. What? Can you imagine? Can, Can you imagine if Campbell's... Campbell's uh, uh, sponsored instead of Procter to Gamble? Campbell's, get at me. I'll write you a soup opera. <laughs> it's so chunky. <laughs> uh, the biggest impact on the soap opera world, not the soup opera was Phillips' As the World Turns. Before its premiere in 1956, serial dramas were all 15 minutes long. Wow. Phillips wanted it longer because she believed, quote, better story and characterization could be developed in a half-hour format. I agree. Procter and Gamble initially resisted, so Phillips and her longtime colleagues, Agnes Nixon and Ted Cordlay, uh, I think it's Corday, took on all the expense and developed a pilot on their own. Wow. And filmed it and wrote it and everything. Uh, and pay the actors. Or maybe it was just, er- like, Erna, like, <laughs> acting it out herself. <laughs> the sponsors relented, and As the World Turns ran for 54 years. I remember watching As the World Turns. Yeah, holding the fourth longest continuous run of any daytime network soap opera on American TV, surpassed only by Philip's other soaps, Days of Our Lives and Guiding Light. These are the days of our lives. I used to watch that when I was a Did kid. Did you really? I didn't have a clue what was going on. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's all. It's like, these people are fucking... <laughs> I don't understand. I love it. <laughs> the social stigma of soap operas being fluffy and over the top was exactly the opposite of what Erna Phillips wished to put on the airwaves and on the screens of American viewers. And in fact, 
soaps were frontrunners for lesbian, gay, and trans representation on television. Billy Douglas, the first openly gay teen on television, could be seen on One Life to Live in 1992. Cool. Played by Ryan Phillippe. Here's a red string from just an offhand con I made earlier in the episode. Yeah. But one of the Supernatural boys first got his start in soap operas. Oh, really? Which yeah. one? Tall or short? Uh, short. Oh. Don't know their names. <laughs> just know one's tall, one's very short. He's probably like 6'4". I don't the short I, one. Listen, I don't know. Multiple Cis le- men? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Multiple lesbian weddings took place on soaps, including one on The Bold and the Beautiful with a trans lesbian bride, <gasps> what? Maya Avant, who was also the very first trans woman character on daytime television. Did they? <sighs> she was a doctor on General Hospital. Yeah. And then she moved over to The Bold and the Beautiful. But in soap operas, were a lot of their trans representation like based around like this person's actually a different gender like, so i looked that? i looked at that she was the first she was the first trans woman on soaps okay um and it wasn't like a joke or like a shocking thing. oh awesome um and then she got married and she was happy and she was like a doctor a fucking badass doctor okay and, well that rules yeah fucking rules <laughs> Though, to be fair, I haven't watched this shit, so if it was problematic, at, at us, because yeah. we gotta know. Though TV advertising helped birth soap operas, it was not until 2017 when a Japanese company took the concept of episodic serial dramas to sell their brand new product to the public. What? We're taking a right-hand turn. Oh, no. We're going to Japan. I'm excited. Here we go. <laughs> Sakuru gummies were created by renowned Japanese candy manufacturer UHA Mikakuto, established in 1949. I'm just excited. You're like, oh yeah! I love Japan, I love candy, I love Japanese candy. By the way, I wanted to find some of this candy so we could enjoy it. We still have to. I went to TNT, could not find it. It's somewhere in Vancouver. It has to be. It must be. Sakuru means split. The gummies UHA made came in short strips, so the consumer could have fun peeling the candy, very much like string cheese. Oh! In uh, 2017, a special supersized version of the sweet hit the market, Long Sakuru Gummy, which boasted candy strips that were 40 centimeters long. That's long. That's long, That's long, long, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to advertise the new release, UHA commissioned Japanese advertising company Hakuhodo, to produce a series of TV commercials to push the new product to the public. UHA asked Haku Hodu to create a, quote, a mature mainstream image for long sakuru uh, gummy to counteract the childish niche connotations of the product. Oh, interesting. So they wanted something adult. A mature. What the ad company created was a 11-part, six-and-a-half-minute serial drama that played over TV airwaves. Oh, wow. Originally, the commercials were only planned as five episodes, ending after a character's jealous meltdown. The series of ads were so popular, however, the story was extended for a further six episodes, where they ended with such a memorable wedding reminiscent of some of the most popular American soap operas. The series' mysterious, long, long man was a character that rocketed to super internet stardom with actor Yukiyoshi Azawa doing multiple interviews across the world. The commercial series uh, became internationally acclaimed and won several big awards, including a Silver Lion at the 2018 Cannes Lions International Festival of Creativity. They got a Cannes Lion? They got a Cannes Lion! I think the only, the only other one we talked about with a Cannes Lion was um, the Melbourne ad. Yeah. Uh, dumb ways to die. Yeah, a lion made a can. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> this long, long man. 
Yeah. What about him is long? Oh, you'll find out. Okay. You're going to find out, baby. We're going to watch all six and a half minutes of them. What? Well, we got to watch the whole thing. Yeah, we got to see gotta everything. I will only put in the first one. Okay. You got to watch the whole thing. I'll watch the whole thing. Yeah. You got to. I must. Many people look down their noses at soap, uh, soap operas today. Uh, but when they are faced with a dramatic serial drama in the form of TV commercials, they became extremely popular. When reviewing the Long Long Man commercials, the Verge writer Devin Maloney said, quote, The sound, it echoes through my mind even now, after a solid six repeat viewings, and will likely reverberate there for years to come. For whom do I root for in this epic saga of sexual desire for rubbery corn syrup? I don't know. But Long Long Man has nevertheless undone me. Oh, titillating. <laughs> Maybe it's because soap operas were written largely for stay-at-home women uh, that they had never been taken seriously. But the success of Long Sakuru Gummies ads has shown that there is a wider audience and appreciation for serial dramas, especially ones that are on the cultural cutting edge. After everything, we must remember that it was one wo- woman... Erna Phillips, that was the formative influence on an otherwise dismissed cultural sphere. Without her, the world would not have turned. Wow. You ready to see the Oh my god. I would argue that Riverdale is a soap opera. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. I guess it's just daytime soaps, right? Yeah. It's the daytime soaps that... But I think like like now, you know, late night, nighttime shows are cribbing from the daytime soap handbook a lot. That must be, yeah. Yeah, and... It's so funny that those things are popular, like Riverdale is popular, but people still roll their eyes at daytime soaps. Yeah. Um, there is a great podcast um, from Slate. It's called The Coder Ring, and they have an episode on um, soap operas, specifically uh, writing a character who uh, was raped and then what to do with that character afterwards, oh. um, and the fight that pursued afterwards, and it's really good. I'll link it. it I'll link it in my in my source. Was it a fight like in the writer's room? Both. Oh wow! So, o- outside and, and inside and on TV and in the audience. Yeah, that sounds really yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's really good. Soap operas are more than you think. So let's watch this soap opera. Let me see the long, long man. Oh, y- you're gonna see him. <laughs> and I'm gonna call it right now. You're gonna fall in love. I mean, it sounds like he has some sort of magnetism. Let's do it. We'll return after these messages. Welcome back to the show. Courtney. Yeah. I can't improve on that. <laughs> there's no, there's nothing I can do to make that better. Yeah, well, we watched all, all of them. The we watched series, all of them. The whole serial drama. It was drama. extremely dramatic. Do you want to talk about it? Uh, I... Everyone has to watch it. Yes, everyone must watch it. In fact, if you've never seen this before, before we talk about it, I would uh, insist that everyone goes into our sources. And watches the whole six minutes. the whole six minutes. I'll link the whole six minutes before you listen to us talking about it. It's very important. Oh, my God. Okay, let's do it. So there's a couple 
Yeah. Uh, Chi-chan and Toro-san. Yeah. And they're, you know, dating. Yeah. And then um, Chi-chan will see, uh, Toro-san will offer Chi-chan a, a Sakura gummy. Yeah. And she will see the Long Long Man. Yes. Uh, from various places. Let's talk about his theme song. It's very, like, um... The, the music, the, the sexy sax. What's the song, um... Careless Whisper. Yes, it is a hundred Very Careless Whisper. And he is, ooh, this man is a hunk. We could not stop talking about how hunky this man He's is. very, long, very long attractive. Long, wow. long man? Yeah. So good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, you know, Chi-Chan is being uh, courted yeah. by Long Long Man. Yeah. So much we so. Think. That, we think. We think. We think. So much so that, that um, Toro-san orders some Sakura to her apartment yeah. and, and Long Long Man delivers it and yeah. they have a moment and it almost seems as if they sleep together. Yes, but they don't. But they don't. Yeah. And then finally in the second half, Chi-Chan and Torasan get married. Yeah. Uh, and then Long Long Man is there and, and Chi-Chan is like, oh, you're here for me? I'm so sorry, Torasan. Yeah. Uh, but here's the catch. <gasps> Long Long Man only has eyes for Torasan. They gay. It's gay, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and I just don't think I can Oh, man. I know, but that's the thing. I mean, what kind of gummy would you go from there? Where, oh, from a long, long gummy? Yeah. Would you do even longer? <laughs> what can, uh, come on. Okay. A gay couple ain't no thing. No, it's no 2021? Thing. You kidding me? You can do better. You get, <laughs> you get, this is your dream. Yeah. You get as much money to make it as gay and trans and queer as possible. Well, it's going to be short, short, man. Um... <laughs> And he is trans. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and here's the thing is yeah. that, you know, he has this short little gummy. Yeah. Um, but then he pulls his pack around. And it's also made of gummy. And you can eat that. <laughs> and that's not small. And that's not small. <laughs> it just goes to show you, if you're a short, short man, what? Uh, hey. You, your packer? your own business <laughs> and it could be gummy it if you be want gummy. <laughs> no one's looking down there uh i love it thank you um what would be what would be the drama because it would have to be a serial soap opera like i think it's just like it's really affecting sort of a cis man's masculinity i um, see that this, I see. this trans man is uh you know maybe maybe it, it's his the, the cis man's boyfriend yeah yeah is yeah being attracted i see uh, i see yeah and and then, and then it ends up in a sort of a polycule situation polycule polycule and one of them's an egg yeah 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 yes definitely uh-huh see you got it we can make it more we can always make it more we can make it more <laughs> um thank you i'm glad i got to surprise you with that it was so lovely. When I, so Sarah showed me this. I, I was out in a picnic with, um, actually, Sarah and her polycule. Mm. And they didn't tell me the end. And I'm, I'm not, I don't care about spoilers. Like, I don't. And as, as a group, they did not tell me the end. So I went home and watched it. And I had a, I had a minor meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope anyone who watches this also has a minor meltdown. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. it was spectacular. It was absolutely spectacular. Um, thank you. You know what else might be a little spectacular? Yeah. Do I have a local ad? <laughs> you have a local ad. From you? From me. Yeah. Let's get it. Let's get it. Surrounded by nature. The perfect getaway. Sheer natural beauty. Located in the New Forest National Park. Sandy Balls Holiday Center. 
award-winning customer service and an exceptional holiday experience. From luxury lodges to caravans and camping, Sandy Balls, the year-round forest destination. Go online or call now for a brochure. Sandy Balls, for simple pleasures. Is it real? <laughs> yeah. Is it like in Britain, um, balls means not testicles? <laughs> is that, is that, do they not know? I, um. Do you they know, not know over there? I don't know. Oh man, don't want, don't want Sandy Balls. <laughs> I don't want to go to Sandy Balls. Boy. Gee. In the New Forest? No, thank you. It's a New Forest. That sounds so fake. <laughs> new Forest. Do they not know? Anyway. I don't, they I, have a, you know, they have Fanny. That's not, we. Fanny's not what we fa- have Fanny. Why? What do you mean? Fanny is a vagina in Britain. Oh, so Fanny Bay to them is very funny. Yes, exactly. Oh, so maybe this is a Fanny Bay situation. It, I think it's, we have a Fanny Bay, they have a Sandy Balls, and both of us are like, <laughs> at the but other. we don't get the joke. We don't get the joke. Wow. I love that there's more curse words out there that I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What is that? What else does Britain have? Oh, I'm sure lots of things that we haven't heard of. <laughs> if you're British and a listener, send us all your send curse words. Send us your curse words. They do love the word cunt out there. They really do. They, they really make it. a use of it. <laughs> I love to I love to sprinkle it in sometimes. Sometimes. For people that really deserve it. Yeah. Like those UK turfs. <laughs> yes. Right? Yep. They deserve it. They deserve it. Okay. Um, I think... That's it. Yeah. Hey, um, if you want to send us your curse words yeah. from anywhere in the world, mm. you can email us at adcreeps at gmail.com yep. or just to swear at us on Twitter or Instagram at oh. adcreeps. But swear at us in a nice way. In a nice way. Please. Uh, and if you enjoyed this, if you're a new fan and hot for long, long man, then uh, we'd oh. love for you to write us a, a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh, Wow. Pretend that Al and I are your long, long men. Oh. And we're everywhere. You put us in your ears and we're everywhere. Long, long man. (laughs) Okay. I don't like how you did that. With the shoulder movement? Yeah, I didn't. You did a little wiggle. I just (laughs) cannot abide. I can't believe you don't like my wiggle. Well, (laughs) we'll talk about this off air. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Until next time, we are signing off. Long, long oh, he's hot. Yeah, right? <laughs> Girl, I get it.